following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it because frustration sets in? Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live on the Double Wide Network. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Oh, yes, it's Saturday, and and for once, it's sunny out. And that sounds funny living in Arizona, but, you know, last few weeks have been a little bit on the rainy side, but it looks like we're going to come out of our little bit of bad weather here and enjoy the weekend, which is going to be really nice because there's a lot of things going on here in the Valley of the Sun, and we want to welcome all of you to the show today. A great, great Saturday, and we've got some great things to talk to you about and keep your home, as they say, ship shape. And we want to welcome back because uh, our man Dan from DEC Inspections, <laughs> who actually was on a disabled list last week. I mean, they released him. He's not 100% yet, but he's getting there. That's right. Uh, big D had a big day. <laughs> <laughs> well, those things. That's the stuff that takes Pepto-Bismol to take care of. Oh, well, you know, these things happen and now and then, you know, and you just. You have to take care of them. Yeah, well, they take care of you if you don't. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. And also, in the saddle, behind the, the fabulous, infamous sneeze guard, Mike's with us today. Mike, how you doing? I've never been so happy to be behind the sneeze guard. So. <laughs> Distance is critical today. Well, you know, that's right. You know, we have to put up the, you have to put up, put them in uh, isolation over here. <laughs> put me back in the green room. Put you back in the green room. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and actually, well, we don't, we don't want to get into that. <laughs> anyway, all right, we've got a lot of things going on today. We want to uh, actually let everybody know um, some things we are going to be doing here, and we'll let uh, we'll, we'll go back and tell people this in the second hour. Actually, we're going to be at the Scottsdale Home and Travel Show live at the end of the month, March 28th and 29th. That's Saturday and Sunday, and on the 28th, we're actually going to be doing the show live from the expo and we're actually we want you to be a part of the show for all the people listening to us in Phoenix area Scottsdale and surrounding cities make sure you make sure you get to uh, Scottsdale and we're going to be announcing the time we're going to be doing our show because it's going to be a little bit different on uh, that particular day but we want to have you be part of the show and wh- what do I mean by that we're going to have you come in and share some of your homeowner horror stories with us live on the air and we want to hear from all of you because these are things that we use as a teaching tool to help all our listeners avoid because we don't want them doing stuff or you know especially if they try and do something in a diy x you know uh in a diy way we don't want them to actually do we want you actually to call the professional and get it done right but we want to share those bad experiences with all our listeners, so that you can avoid them in the future and make smart decisions. That's right. <clears throat> a lot of it depends on timing and making sure that everybody has their ducks lined up. And and, and the other thing, money. <laughs> yes, that's the other thing. Don't too. start a project without the full funding. Yeah, that's right. You know, if you think that you have a project and you want to get it started, you know, and you're going to do it yourself. Again, I urge all of you make sure you make a decision. And think about whether you have the skills to actually do this. And if you don't, 
Don't even attempt to try and do it because it'll you'll actually waste money and you'll spend more in the long run because somebody like myself, and we've done this for many years over, you know, close to 24 years now, fixing other people's tries. Yeah. You know, and it's like that old saying, you can either pay me now or you can pay me later. Twice. Yeah, pay it twice. <laughs> One of the other things, too, you know, we actually, uh, we've been doing a lot of media stuff this week, and actually we were, um, we've had some requests and say, how can I find that special show you did with uh, our operations med- manager, Ed Vanderly, on Thursday on the 1980-something show? We did actually did a tribute to Leonard Nimoy and Star Trek on Thursday, and you can find that archive show if you go in one of one of our other stage stations, uh, Music Star Worldwide. Just go in and go to uh, MusicStarWorldwide.com. Look for the 1980-something icon. Click on that, and you will find the the uh, archive version of our show that we did together honoring Leonard Nimoy. And uh, as Ed said, when you get to that page. He lived long and prospered. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, th- it was a great no, show. All, all fingers separated, Steve. Not one out of no, two. Like, this way. Not this way. No, this like way. that. <laughs> Not this. That's right. That's right. And there's a lot of history behind there. And actually, he tried to stump Ed on some. There you go, Mike. I like that. Yeah. All right. I'm learning. There you go. All right. So we, we, we'll convert him yet. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Uh, we're going to have, we got some great things we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be joined here in a little bit by Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. And we're going to be getting into some uh, plumbing issues, which are going to be, uh, sometimes could cause great havoc in your home, especially if you have problems with your plumbing, whether you uh, have leaks, uh, maybe it's just maintenance problems that you're having and you can't know, and you actually can't deal with these things. You don't know what to do. Uh, Jeff's going to be able to help us all with that. And then also in the second hour, we'll be getting into some of the other things. Dan actually uh, and I both, we actually <laughs> had two homes that we went to see this week. We want to share some interesting uh, insight into some of these things, which I think maybe some of uh, our listeners might be going through. Again, uh, some of the old sagas of flipped homes. Yep, here comes Flipper. Yeah, here comes Flipper again. And, you know, it's somebody going in trying to do some work that just really isn't qualified. They they throw paint and some cosmetics at it and think they've done something. Well, you know, it's only one thing. You know, know, one of the things that I'll just share with our listeners right now is that one of the things that I saw, we went to see an historical home down in central Phoenix. Down the historical district. Yeah, in the, right, in the historical <laughs> district. And it, uh, you know, some people think paint can cover everything. Like you said, they throw some paint on it, but you can't hide old termite tracks, the remnants oh, oh, of the groove oh. still in the beams. And even if it's painted, because if you know what you're looking for, I mean, the average homeowner may not even know what that is, they may think it's just an imperfection in the uh, in the wood, but it's not. It was just it was it's just a run in the paint termite track. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you know we've got it. You got to know what to look for. That's why Dan, you know, is you know knows what he does. That's why when he goes out on an inspection, you know, he just, just you know by the that's why he loves to spend so much time there. Besides doing a great, fabulous report, 
pages and pages and pages of <laughs> but some homes, diagnostics. Yeah, but Steve, some homes just keep giving. <laughs> well, you know, you know we're going to get they into that. They don't stop. They just keep giving. This, this house that Dan actually went to there this week was one of those ones that it did really keep giving, giving, and giving because it's just it was just too much. Yeah. It's just too much. There's so many things that we're going to get into. You know, one of those heads up things, you know it's going to be a bad inspection when you walk in and the garage ceiling is already caved in. You know it's going to well, be a bad inspection. That, what a greeting. <laughs> yeah. What a greeting. You know, I have all these different things you have to do. <laughs> Brought the house down. Yeah. One of the other things we're going to be talking about later, too, is the uh, ROC uh, sends out their uh, news releases on trying to warn uh, the public about certain different things. We're going to be getting into talking a little bit about uh, home security scams, which is things that you've got to be careful for, especially, you know, it doesn't make a difference if it's, it doesn't have to be bad weather for people to come by your neighborhood and try and scam you. But we're going to get into a little bit of that later on in the program. But, uh, you got to be careful, like everything else. You have to be knowledgeable. And if you have any issues about your home, remember, you always have a always have an option. You go to the website, imagehomeimprovementshow.com, click on the HomeMinders link, and you will you can... Uh, get down, yourself up to date. Get yourself up to date, because there's no better way. I mean, especially with today's technology, who would have thought 20 years ago that you could get a message? I don't care how it was telling you what to do and it's time to check something on your home just because it's it's an automatic thing these are things that happen your home that need to be checked and you get automatic notifications to be able to go you know change those batteries in your smoke detectors you change know, the filter change the filter in your ac unit especially change your water filters stuff like that exactly and we're going to be it's speaking of that you know it's being you know at least in the southwest you know it's getting warm and, you know, we're not shoveling snow. No. Thank you don't have to God. shovel excessive sunshine. Thank God. Oh, uh, we've I got that's it. in our history. <laughs> but one of the things that you've got to be aware of now, spring is coming, and it's going to be coming time in the next month or so to make sure that you get your air conditioning serviced. And our good friend and sponsor, Larry Thompson from, excuse me, Quality oh. Systems, AC and refrigeration is going to be joining us here in the next few weeks. Going to be talking about getting your AC ready for summer because it's going to be, it's getting there. And another great thing to uh, also to think about if and I had a customer ask me about this this week. You know, I've never had my insulation checked. From I said, okay, so when was your house built? And they're talking like you know early nineteen nineties. And oh. since 1990, you it's figure, compressed down to it, about two to three inches. It's compressed down. And it's going to be time to actually get it checked. And if you need more, <sighs> we'll come in and, and fill it in, get your AC checked, and you'll be good to go. For get the, your AC and then get your insulation and ventilation. I don't know how many times I have to say that ventilation, because you can load it up with insulation, but if you don't have the air getting out and exchanging, it just builds up heat. That's right. That's right. All right. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking with uh, Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing, and we're going to be getting into oh, all be those flush with facts. Be flush with. <laughs> <laughs> he may he may be on the mend, but he still got it, folks. Let me tell you, we'll be right back.
If your garage door is acting up, maybe needing an adjustment or just a new door opener, A Better Look Garage Door Company is not just a name. A Better Look Garage Door is a promise. When it's time to give your garage door a better look, make your next call to A Better Look Garage Door Company, 602-743-4028. Don't wait. Call the owner, Tom, right now, 602-743-4028. A Better Look Garage Door Company is a veteran-owned family business serving the Phoenix area. A Better Look Garage Door Company. Being in the home improvement business for over 23 years, I have seen my share of bad paint jobs. Hi, this is Steve Dubell. Homeowners become frustrated when the thrill of that low price fades, as does the quality of work completed. How can you tell if the paint job on your house was done right? Because you chose phoenixhousepainting.com residential or commercial interior or exterior no job is too big or too small they are the only company in the valley that offers a 10-year warranty phoenixhousepainting.com should be your choice i know they are mine don't wait call today 623-322-4640 or find them on the web at phoenixhousepainting.com this is Tiffany Hunter, host of the Home Hunter Sunday mornings on ABC 15. And you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we're excited. It's Saturday, and we are up and cooking this morning on Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double Wide Network. And we're going to be talking to uh, Jeff Lawson in a moment from Lawson Family Plumbing. Uh, One of the things that we also want to remind you of, there's going to be a a lot of new things happening here on the show. Actually, I want everybody who follows us, make sure you be checking that our new website. Going to be coming on board here in about a week or so. You're going to be doing a lot of different things, product reviews, being able to share a lot of what we're doing and some of the different products and tools, most importantly, tools that are Ooh, tools. tools. Yeah, Dan's getting all excited. <laughs> tools. I haven't lifted his curfew, his, his his ban over at our friend over at Direct Tools in Glendale yet. I have to go over and talk to Zach. Make sure he gets. Make sure we get him. Get a, allow him get back a hall in. Pass. Yes, we get a whole pass. Yeah, you can only go over there between certain hours, Dan. You can't go over there, you know, and just like. You know, hang out. It just <laughs> and, and one thing before you go over there, you have to make sure. I have to talk to Ellen. Make sure all plastic stays at home. Oh, <laughs> make sure the money stays at home. Yeah, there you go. All right. You know, well, you have certain certain things that you'll be able to get that are related to business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch him. So unfair. Got to watch him. All right. Let's get down to business here. Let's be. Uh, let's talk a little bit of plumbing with our good friend. Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. Jeff, how are you doing this morning? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's wonderful. It's uh, one of those things that uh, on Saturday morning we love to do here on the network, I got to tell you. But, uh, you know, we want to get into a little bit about some of the plumbing problems that, you know, you run up against because I know there are a lot of listeners out there that uh, have issues with plumbing. And I think between when you think about some of the things that go wrong with your home, I think plumbing and electrical are probably, you know, one and two in there. Wouldn't you say, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Dan's laughing. Dan's laughing. I don't know. I think I would put, I'd put H, uh, 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 air conditioning up there in the 
probably the top three list. Too, okay, I will make okay. a top three list. Okay, Especially, yeah, that's well, true. Okay, all right. maybe only for like, you know, what is that, uh, 11 and a half months of the year okay. in Arizona <laughs> because of the heat. But, um, you know, but other than that, the other, the other 15 days of the year is pretty nice. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, uh, you know, all the years that you've been in business, tell us a little bit, what what are some, what is like the most uh, common problem that you run up with when people call you for service? Uh, roots in their sewer line. Ah. One of the most common things going to happen, and we're in that time of the year right now where your trees are coming back to life which means all your roots are starting to grow again. And as soon as those roots hit that sewer line, they're going to grow rapidly, and it's going to cause major issues. Yeah, there's lots of organic material down there for them to really feed on, isn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the best kind. <laughs> and that's no... <clears throat> anyway, uh, what are the, some of the others, like uh, excessive pressure on pipes making things leak, or what's the next one? Well, anytime your pressure is above 80 PSI, it's recommended that you have a pressure regulator uh, just because of blowouts and uh, other issues that could possibly happen. Supply lines, water heaters, any kind of appliance, really, they're graded to handle a little bit more than that, but it's not recommended to go above 80 PSI. And when you start going above 80 PSI for an extended period of time, that's when you have issues. There's actual water heater companies that will void your warranty if Mm -hmm. your pressure is in excess of 80 PSI. So when you do have high pressure, a lot of times when you buy the house, your inspector's going to let you know, hey, you have high pressure, you need to put in a pressure regulator. That's, That's right. not just advice. That's something that you should do. You mean like the house I did earlier this week uh, that was at uh, 98 pounds of pressure? And yeah, that's, that, that's that was the, kind of hefty there. Yeah, that's not the best thing. When we bought, uh, when we bought our house, we have 100 and, it's 108 PSI coming in from the city. And you got to understand that a lot of homeowners think, well, that's the city's problem. The city's doing that to me. Well, no and yes. Okay, <laughs> what the city does is the city purposely increases the pressure in any zones that they have building going into. What happens is when they're done building, they don't necessarily decrease the pressure. They keep everything the same way everything is. And then some, something else to remember is that when you're sleeping at night, well, most of the time, unless you're like me and you stay up until 3 o'clock in the morning, but <laughs> um, most of the time, when most people are sleeping at night, they're not using their water. So what happens is you get a built-up of pressure because during the daytime, the city has to compensate for all of the water that's being used in your neighborhood. So if there's if you've got 10,000 homes in your neighborhood and you know 9,000 of those people take a shower between 3 p.m. to 8 p.m., your pressure is going to be reduced. So your pressure is going to go down because all those people are taking those showers. Well, then what about the hours after 8 p.m.? So 8 p.m. until the next day at 2 p.m. Your pressure is going to be increased because those showers aren't being taken. Well, the same theory holds or the same fact holds when um, when nobody in your neighborhood is taking showers, your pressure is going to be higher. So to get a true reading on your pressure realistically, you should be, you should check your pressure around 3 a.m. in the morning. So what you do is you put a pressure gauge on your hose outside. I know no homeowners are going to do this, but um, put a pressure gauge on your hose at 3 Well, not at 3 a.m., but they have these ones that have a stop. So what it does is it, when it hits its full pressure, it has a red line 
that stops and then it starts decreasing, but the red line doesn't move. So you put your pressure gauge on there, 3 a.m. it hits its peak. So in the morning you go look at it. Now you know what your peak pressure is. When that's good, but that's one. That's not the reason you're up at three, right? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Generally, uh, you know, I'm going from neighbor to neighbor checking their pressure. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But no, uh, actually, you know, we had a customer that actually uh, we did a, we did a uh, kit, uh, bathroom remodel, and we found out that in the neighborhood, the plumbing, the uh, water pressure was very high because when we went next door to check what the uh, the neighbor had done, they had already gone and, you know, had that put a, regulator. put a regulator on it. So this way they got it down. In fact, when Dan actually checked the pressure at this house, I think it was like close to 100. And on, that was, that was what, about? Um, it was about 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, oh, which means yeah. you're showering. People are showering around that time. So technically speaking, your pressure in that neighborhood could be in excess of 120 at a peak time. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, you know, obviously, it's something that we advise them to actually do something about soon because you never know what could happen with that kind of pressure. Thing, strange things could happen. And guess what? I mean, it, it's like living on the edge, really. Oh, yeah. It's it's not good. It's not good at all. And uh, <laughs> you definitely want to have a regulator put in your house. Even if your pressure is still – if your pressure is tipping around 85 PSI, let's just per se, well, let's say – in the morning, it peaks to 100, give or take. Um, the problem is, is with a pressure regulator, you're really protecting all of your interest because a pressure regulator will not allow a peak. So it's not going to allow it to peak out. It's going to stop it from any kind of peaks or any kind of you know, accelerated uh, pressure rise in your house. So if you set your pressure regulator to 65 PSI, your whole neighborhood peaks to 160. Yours is still going to stay at 65 yeah, it's a it's a surge suppressor for water. If people yep. want to understand it that way, I had the wonderful advice from one realtor one time. Was said, "Well, just turn the handle down so you don't have so much water coming in." <laughs> no, yeah, no, that was that was such sage advice. I'm standing there, just not trying to laugh, but <laughs> it was. I like, love how people think that that's the same thing. See, flow and pressure are two completely different things. I can actually have a pipe that has. You know, it shoots out at literally .0003 gallons per minute, but I could have 500 PSI on that line because pressure will build. Flow is constant. So flow is going to stay, but the pressure will build. That's right. So you have a small half-inch line that's been turned way down. You still have the same pressure coming out. You know, it's the same, just, it's the same story when we talk about air conditioning. When people turn around, they think they're going to they're gonna drive air to, into other rooms, and it's better for them. They just shut off their vents in the rooms that they're not in. They think that they're creating hot do, zones. Yeah, they think they're do, doing something good, and it's they're just not. I mean, it's just... They're not. It's 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 almost like Dan. That could almost be. We should actually, when we get into live myth busting, hopefully oh, yeah. we'll do that. We'll get we'll show get Jeff out. We're actually good. At, we'll be able to, to actually show that. I can show with a manometer. Also, the pressure in the rooms are radically different when you do that with registers, just like with plumbing fri- fi- fixtures. You're going to have. Normally is. Yeah, you normally gonna, the 16 year old girl in the house that turns out the vents. Because yeah. that's what it is. My vents get shut off because my 16 year old daughter thinks that it's better for her. Really, I think I yeah. think I think we have to have to get her to start listening to this show. 
I think I, uh, <laughs> actually, I don't know. Actually, there's an easy way to show her you know. what it does to the house. And if I have a chance to come over, I'll show her what happens to the entire house flow. And it actually shows up on the infrared of nothing but cold air going back to where I should have a mix of warm air coming back to the register. When you start shutting them down, I get nothing but cold air. And you don't have any balance or any comfort in the house. Yeah. Yeah. But any- I can see it now. Uh, Steve starts a new company called Image Home Improvement for Teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could be a give back to the community thing we could start talking about. That would be a charity thing. That definitely. would be definitely be a charity. I would love to be able to do that and, and start them in, in start them early and get them used. To, you never know. We might even create a couple of new businesses. Yeah, but we'll need a translator to talk to them. What? A translator? So, we're so old, we'd have to have a translator oh, to no. talk to him. Talk, speak would, for yeah. your speak for yourself. <laughs> well, you would have no. You would have to have somebody texting the whole conversation to him. <laughs> While you're standing there looking at them, that's right. <laughs> but you know, you know, one of the other things too that we run into when you talk about when we're talking about sewer pipes, and I know we ran into this problem uh, a while back with some of the old uh, being here in uh, Arizona. We were over doing some work and a, a remodel over in Tempe, actually near ASU. And actually they had some, they wanted to add a bathroom. And I think they had some of the old uh, clay piping yeah. that was in there. And actually they had, like you had said before, roots grew in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually they were, they were contemplating actually digging it up. Actually, at least when I was there, they decided against the remodel because they didn't want to get into digging up the pipe, getting it fixed, or even going then, somebody had told them once that they were able to put a sleeve inside the inside the sewer line so that this way it would, uh, once they cleaned out all the roots, they would mm-hmm. be able to seal it and put the sleeve in, and that would be good enough. Right. What about, I'm, P- I'm sorry. I'm kind of, on, on the, the sleeve technology, it's great when you're in a pinch. It, it, it's a good idea, everything works flawlessly. The thing that I'm not 100%, um, 100%, uh, you know, caught on yet is if you have a four inch clay pipe or four inch, you know, old cast iron pipe or whatever, the sleeve is a great option. As long as your units are that are going down your drain, don't exceed what a three inch line is going to require. Um, now if you do have four inch, then that's a good option. But if you have three inch, you're putting a sleeve on the inside diameter of the pipe if you're already at your max units, you're mm-hmm. not going to your flow going down your drain is going to be in excess of what your maximum unit is for your sewer line. And they'll do nothing but backup. Yep. And so be very careful. If you're if you're planning on having your sewer line replaced or, or whatnot, and you have a company come out there, be very careful. Make sure the company is does properly properly classifies your house. So they calculate all the units in your house. They calculate the run of your sewer line. They calculate how many how many uh, bins are in your sewer line. They calculate everything about your sewer line so that way it's properly matched with what you have in your house because that slave is going to decrease the inside diameter of your pipe down to like two and a half to two and three quarter inch instead of a true three inch inside diameter. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing that uh, people always try to get away with is when the water heater doesn't seem to be putting out enough hot water, they go out there and crank it up some. That's really a good time to call the plumber and see what's going on with the pipes because water heaters, it's, it's in, it's in you know, to me, it's in its uh, conditions to fail. 
Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so we have we have drastic differences in our weather here. Um, so you have ice cold water that happens in the wintertime, and then we have well, we call ice cold water, you know, sixty degrees. <laughs> Anything under ninety, um, <laughs> right? So um, you have cold water in the wintertime, and you have hot water in the summertime. Um, if you're cranking up your water heater in the wintertime, um, you know what I do normally, even in the wintertime, I do turn up my water heater a little bit, just because I'm. I've got two teenage daughters in my house. So if I'm trying to run my water heater at a normal 120 um, during the wintertime with two teenage daughters, I'm running out of hot water um, a lot sooner than what I normally would, which I'm sure anybody that has teenage daughters understands this. The, the um, recovery rate just can't handle it. <laughs> it can't handle that. One one thing you can go is you can go tankless um, or you can go hybrid or turn up your thermostat in the, in the wintertime. But, if you're noticing that you're turning up your thermostat and you're not seeing that you're still getting you're you're getting more hot water so on and so on, it's not helping. You definitely are going to have issues. Um, so definitely call plumber. Let us know that, what issue you're having. My my to go on the reverse side of this. My funnest one is getting a call from a customer saying, "I have extremely hot water all throughout my house and I have no idea why." So. I wonder if either of you would possibly know why in Arizona when it's 120 degrees outside, somebody would have extremely hot water throughout all their plumbing in their house. But it goes away after about five minutes of running it. Cross connection. No, close. But that is one reason, but that's not the reason I'm looking for. Overheating in the attic. Degrees. Overheating in the attic. The water, with the water, the water <laughs> in the lines in the ground. Even if they're they're cold, they stay cold. I mean, they they get warm. Well, but the, if it's in the attic, then it there has it to discharge off of the preheated pipes in the attic. There you go. So when you have, okay, and, and here's the dilemma. In 2008 ish, uh, we went mass uh, polyurethane uh, piping. So we went mass. Uh, Aquapex and Zernpex piping through attics. Mm-hmm. When That's we right. did that, a lot of these pipes are not insulated. Number one, per um, which really, which really doesn't help when it's a hundred and you know twenty degrees outside. Because when it's a hundred degrees outside, your attic is hitting about one hundred and forty. So when it's one hundred and twenty, you're probably hitting one hundred and sixty easy. So if you're hitting one hundred and sixty degree temperature in your attic, and you have 300 feet of pipe up in your attic and you're at the furthest way zone in your house, when you turn on that water, guess what temperature water you're going to get? Very hot. Scalding hot water. In fact, your skull anti-scald device, if it's on a shower, may kick in. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it, it just, it can't compensate for that. So what happens is you end up having to bleed off all of this water um, out of your out of your entire system in order for you to get Somewhat decent water, typically city water in our summertime is around 90 to 95 degrees, give or take. Sometimes a little hotter depending on how deep your pipe is, but it's standard that in Arizona, our pipelines coming up to the house is 12 inches deep. And in the city, the city side, pipelines are three feet deep. So it's not unheard of that you're going to have 90 plus degree water just coming into your house, period, because of how deep the pipelines are. Number two, if you are experiencing hot water, excessively hot water in the summertime, don't call a plumber because there isn't much we can do unless you plan on repiping your entire house so we can run everything in your walls. Um, I know that's you never you, you never hear a plumber say don't call a plumber. <laughs> it's normally not a, 
not a good thing. There's nothing really we can really do about it. We can try to insulate the pipe up in the attic, but realistically speaking, even the insulation in 160 degree weather, it in 160 degree weather, it is going to get hot no it's matter gonna, what. You it's going to conduct some of that heat from the attic. It's yeah. it's yeah. a given. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to be have more discussions with Jeff from Lawson Family Plumbing and possibly your problem that you're having with your home, and we'll get it fixed. This way, you could have a great flush, as Dan would say. (laughs) Don't go away. We'll be right back. Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room, and with the way property values keep going, who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio. And make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. <laughs> right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games and everyone watches TV in there. I wanted my own space. And I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. Imagehomeimprovement.com. Add to your space. Enclose your patio. Go to imagehomeimprovement.com. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimula on the Double Wide Network. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at doublewidenetwork.com. This is Chris Grundy, host of DIY Network's Cool Tools. Now, if you need home improvement help, you need to listen to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning, baby. Woo!
All right, we are back, and you are tuned in to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double White Network. And in case you joined us late, we are joined by Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing, and we were talking getting into some of the plumbing issues that you could experience in your home. And obviously, the, Jeff gets called for a lot of these different problems all day long. And it's just like, you know, these things we try and educate people to be aware of, to try and ward off some of these things, but sometimes they just kind of creep up on you. And before you know it, you have uh, an emergency. And like like we talked about uh, last year around Thanksgiving and Christmas, some of these things always happen when you least expect it or when you least want them to happen. And then before you know it, you have an emergency. That's why I always say, make sure you have emergency phone numbers for a lot of different things for your home in case something happens in the pinch you know, uh, it's so very important, especially plumbing, electric, and also repairs. That's why you should have you should have Lawson Family Plumbing, Mister Electric, and Image Home Improvement. The top three numbers you should have, and quality I, I, air I, I, because I, when that air quality air when your off, air conditioning goes out, exactly because you know motel rooms are expensive when your air conditioning goes. Yeah, off. but you know that gives you kind of a break. You know, you get out for a night. You know, a little vacation. It's a staycation, right, Jeff? Staycation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. all. Just a staycation. Dan, when we, you, you could use a staycation, right? Uh, once in a while, yeah. <laughs> once in a I while. I stayed on something way too long last weekend. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> We're not going to get into that one. All right. But, but listen. Jeff, uh, what about garbage disposals? What should people do if it, if it locks up? Well, first thing to do is um, don't panic. And don't put your uh, hand down in there. Don't, don't put your hand down there, please. Um, we don't need any emergency room visits for garbage disposal accidents. Um, so best thing to do is, first of all, um, you want to check for an obstruction. So unplug the unit. Well, first, press the reset button on the bottom of the garbage disposal. So there's a little red button, typically on the bottom or on the side, depending on what brand garbage disposal you have. In Syncreator, it's going to be on the bottom, and Whirlway is going to be on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, press the little red button. Uh, try to turn it on real quick. Do not keep it in the on position if it doesn't start spinning because then you're going to burn your motor. So just tap it on, tap it off. If it turns back on, great. You still have an obstruction still in your garbage disposal. You need to look for that obstruction. Oftentimes it's something as simple as a penny, a screw, uh, even a bone will uh, cause an issue, cause the blade to stop running. Um, get some long needle nose pliers um, because... If you're like me, because I have I have meat hands, my hands aren't uh, very uh, small, so I can't go into the garbage disposal with my hand. Now, mind you, I might caution you, unplug your garbage disposal. If you are going to put your hand into your garbage disposal, unplug it because accidents do happen. Um, and so unplug the garbage disposal, put your hand in there, or use a pair of long needle-nose pliers. That's the safest way. That's what I always use, needle-nose pliers, and pull out your obstruction. If, let's say, you were partying a little bit too hard and you happen to, you know, uh, drink a little bit too much and break a beer bottle and it all went into the garbage bottle. Oh, glass. Oh, that grinding sound. Ooh. Oh, well, that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes, you're not going to be able to just get an internet supplier and get the thing out. Uh, garbage bottles come in such a way that they're so easy to take off. A... If you are not a little bit mechanically inclined, you are not going to be able to accomplish this. Call... Your plumber, me, I'm certainly hoping I'm your plumber, and go from there. Um, so what you want to do is, if you can twist it off, what you want to do is you want to turn it upside down and 
just clean out everything that's in it, put everything back in place, make sure the reset button has already been pressed, and go ahead and turn it on. Mind you, your hand is not there. You've already plugged the thing back in, and you've already... Other options are in an insincorator, there is a an Allen key on the bottom middle of the mm-hmm. insincorator garbage disposal that will spin your blade. Now, Whirlwind doesn't have this feature. Um, oftentimes, I've been caught using a, uh, a broomstick or a, pr- <laughs> a pry bar or, um, you know, uh, something, you know, readily available to be able to free the motor because you have to be able to free the motor. If, if the reset button doesn't let the motor free up, you've got to free the motor. So on Insincurator, that's one we'll talk about real quick. Use a Allen key to twist the bottom of the motor. Once you dislodge the motor, oftentimes your obstruction is gone. Now, if you're like the owner from this one house I went to wanted me to tell him the age of the chicken bone that obstructed his garbage disposal and me being the witty plumber I am, I said, well, let me go to my truck and grab my CSI kit and I'll be able to tell you how old that chicken bone is. And I'm, I'm, without missing a beat, he's like, oh, that would be awesome. You could do that? I'm like, no, I don't have a crime scene investigation kit. I, I, can't, I can't tell you how old the chicken bone is. But anyways, how long has that chicken been dead? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, but you know, that, that, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, see, this is what I mean about it. That guy needs to listen to this show, man. I'm telling you, he needs some. He needs some education. How could you even think about how what, old the bone? Who cares how old the bone is? The bone obstructed the 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 exactly. Well, because he was trying to say that it's that current tenant's fault, and I'm just like, oh god. I'm like, oh. really? You're going down to whose fault it is? I mean, okay. Okay, let's not go there. <laughs> Stuff happens. Yeah, so, um, needless to say, anything can jam your garbage disposal. Anything that is uh, that is coarse, anything that is you know not normally supposed to be down the garbage disposal, um, and then obviously a garbage disposal. Realistically, this is what I tell everybody: a garbage disposal can handle just about anything you put in it that is an organic. However, the drain pipes that are attached to your garbage disposal cannot handle anything that you put in it because your drain pipe, where it meets the T under the sink, is reduced down to three-quarters of an inch in size because that T is, is split in half. So it reduces your pipe size, the inside diameter, to three-quarters of an inch. So if you can imagine, it's your garbage disposal. If you put down potato fillings in your garbage disposal, well, occasionally, a potato filling that's in excess of three-quarters of an inch will get through the garbage disposal, not as three-quarters of an inch, but it'll, it'll come through as, you know, you know, a quarter of an inch, but as soon as it hits open water, it ex- it, it opens up because it, it was flat before. Mm-hmm. Now it opened up, and now it's in excess of three-quarters of an inch. It lodges itself in that three-quarter of an inch inside diameter pipe that it's got to actually go through, lodges itself there, and now you've created a, a small blockage. So now your garbage disposal is no longer going to function, and everybody thinks it's their garbage disposal fault. No, 90% of the time it's actually the pipe's fault. However... Don't put anything in your garbage disposal that is fibrous, that is um, any, no kind of peeling, um, no kind of pasta or, or rice or anything that's going to expand in water. Even though you think that you cooked it 100% thorough and it's done expanding, it's not. It's going to expand a little bit more. It's going to absorb a little bit more water. And if it gets left in the T-trap, it'll actually expand in the T-trap, creating a, another blockage. Um, 
So realistically, I tell people, you know, if you have a garbage disposal, really, really, really good at eating up ketchup and mustard. That's right. Because yeah, even, even good old oatmeal will plug that up. Yeah, oatmeal will plug it up. Anything that expands is going to plug it up. Anything that's fibrous is going to plug it up. Anything that is um, appealing is going to plug it up. A great way to clean your garbage disposal, just real quick, a lot of times people will say, my garbage disposal stinks. Well, yes, most garbage disposals are going to stink if you're not doing regular maintenance. A great way that I tell people to clean your garbage disposal, it will help with knocking some of the rust that's inside of your garbage disposal free, not to mention it will deodorize it, is create a lemon slushy. So what you're going to do is you're going to put about a cup of ice in your garbage disposal, and then you're going to grab lemon juice, not lemons, lemon juice, and you're going to literally turn your garbage disposal on and spray it down with about oh, a good uh, quarter of a cup of lemon juice. You're going to create a lemon slushy. It's going to create a small blockage just really temporarily because as soon as the ice stalls, it's going to go down. Everything's going to be fine. Well, what that's going to do is don't run any water. So you got your cup of ice, your quarter cup of lemon juice. you got your garbage disposal running. You're creating your ice slushy. You're done creating your ice slushy. You turn your garbage disposal off. You turn the hot water on. You let everything run down your drain. That's a nice way to deodorize your garbage disposal. And at the same time, um, knocking some of the rust free and uh, just an overall cleaning of your garbage disposal. That's amazing. That's Good. our that's our tip for the day. That's for our plumbing tip for of the day. Disposal. All right, everybody out. There's gonna be a mad <laughs> rush on lemon juice today. All right. Yeah, I should have invested in lemon juice stock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to get to talk on something that I know Dan was talking about this past week. We're going to be talking about the one last thing that you could think could get plugged in your house, oh. and that's in your bathroom. Uh. As they call it, a lot of different names, but we'll just say it's the throne. So that's don't right. go away. We'll be right back. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. If you've been thinking of replacing or upgrading those kitchen cabinets or appliances in your home, even though they're still in good shape, then I have a solution for you. Stardust Building Supplies is a 501c3 organization recycling such things as kitchen cabinets, toilets, doors, windows, tubs, and more. Remember, one man's trash is another woman's treasure. They have three convenient valley locations, 51st Avenue and Northern in Phoenix, Alma School and Broadway in Mesa, and 40th Street and Thunderbird in Phoenix. Net profits from Stardust stores support their Angels on Call program, which provides free home repairs to qualified low-income homeowners in the Phoenix metro area. Last year, Angels on Call helped over 100 homeowners with their necessary home repairs. Let's do our part for the green movement. Give Stardust Building Supplies a call today, 480-668-0566, or visit them on the web at stardustbuilding.org. If you've been putting off those plumbing repairs at home, let me remind everyone, 
small problems not repaired usually become larger, more expensive problems later on. With Lawson Family Plumbing, there's no job too small or too large, and the work is done right the first time, every time. They can handle problems such as broken garbage disposals, leaky faucets, water heater repair and replacements, water softener installations, slab leak repairs, and much more. Lawson Family Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 480-302-9928, or find them on the web, LawsonFamilyPlumbing.com. Remember, Lawson is awesome. This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. I thought we got rid of those guys. They're back. Oh, well, you did that 80s show. Uh, and I they don't crept know. In they the all door. came back. You did that something 80s show on Thursday, and all of a sudden, everybody came back. Oh, my God. Thanks for, re- thanks for joining us again. In case you joined us really late, you're listening to Image Home Improvement <laughs> Live right here on the Double White Network. And we are joined today by Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. And we're talking, obviously, about some of these things that uh, cause you a lot of despair, especially when they go bad and uh, when it, in the nature of plumbing. And one of the things that we mentioned before we went to break, obviously, is one of the other things that really gets clogged that sometimes people don't know how to deal with is your toilet in your bathroom. And a lot of times it gets clogged. You know, a lot of people think, I think, um, you know, they make toilet paper. For a specific reason, because it can actually, it's soft, it absorbs water, and it goes down relatively well. It disperses. But but a lot of people try and flush. I've seen people do this. You walk into a toilet, and all of a sudden you look at it. Somebody tried to, like, flush paper towels. Or how about those baby wipes that are not not flushable? Oh, and now the baby wipes. Jeff, you you probably have seen a lot of that. People try and flush baby wipes down the toilet. Yep, all the time. I even... uh even it, it doesn't matter how many times you tell a teenage girl don't do that, it still happens. So you know, even my daughters, the, the daughters of a master plumber who is the president and CEO of a very large plumbing company, it doesn't matter how many times you tell them they still do it because they know Dad is going to bail them out. Oh, well, Dad, Dad, Dad can fix it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, something to remember is that your baby wipes and your sanitary napkins and all those things they may say flushable. No. But let me let me clear the air. They are ah. not flushable at all in any way, shape, or form. What happens is they are not biodegradable. So even if they say they are, they don't biodegrade quickly or quick enough for your solids and everything else to be able to disperse in your sewer lines. So you flush that stuff and you create a dam, which is going to create a a problem in your sewer line and is going to cause a backup. Something to remember that even the toilet paper that you use sometimes will cause an issue. Now, if you are using four-ply toilet paper or extra-thick Sherman, which I have no problem with people using extra-thick Sherman because I personally love it. However, remember how much you're putting down your toilet and remember that it is biodegradable so it does disperse eventually. However, you could end up with a 
slow, like a, a, stop, a temporary stoppage in your, in your toilet, something to remember is that if you flush your toilet and the toilet backs up and then nothing else in your house is backed up, just the toilet, don't immediately go call your plumber right away. If you didn't flush anything abnormal down that toilet and you truly did only flush human waste and toilet paper, mind you, extra thick toilet paper, oftentimes if you give it enough time, that toilet paper will dissolve. So your stoppage will go away eventually. Um, so give it a few minutes before you call your, before you call me, um, and see if it goes down on its own. If it doesn't, then you probably have a different issue or a different problem. Um, other than that, obviously your sanitary napkins and your baby wipes and all that should not under any circumstance go down your toilet. Uh, shouldn't flush paper towels down your toilet either. Um, the paper towels that are in your kitchen, uh, oh, those geez, are not meant for your toilet. They do not disintegrate. Um, other things that you shouldn't flush that I have commonly found in, in uh, toilet bowls is, uh, have you ever seen those those night glow sticks? You shouldn't flush those. They <laughs> don't handle stick. well. Um, cell phones uh, don't normally belong in the toilet. You typically don't want to put those in there. Scissors, and please inform your plumber that there are scissors in my sewer line. If there are scissors in your sewer line, um, things like that don't belong in your sewer lines either, or in your toilet for that matter. Uh, so toys, I found toys when I was are, in the Air Force with Billy Base Housing, we found toys, all sorts of different um, metals, uh, coins, all sorts of stuff. It was just absolutely amazing what people. Put down the toilet. You know, talk, oh, yeah. you know, talking about you know clogged toilets and stuff Rings like and that. Things. You know, one of the things that I, I I think of Jeff Jeff and Lawson Family Plumbing all the time when I'm watching television and I see that commercial where the little girl she decides to like pick up her stuffed animals and she's like saying I'm going to go see if I can flush see if this will flush down the toilet and she keeps throwing things into the toilet trying to flush them down. I'm like get get get. Time to call Jeff and have him unplug the drain. That's the, Amer- that's the American standard toilet flushing right there. And uh, I'll tell you, I have nightmares of that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I just, I, I do, I have nightmares that that actually happens. My funnest occasion one time was a customer that I went to his house. And uh, I'm mind you, I'm going to be using a toilet auger, which is, you know, steel in your toilet to, you know, clear the blockage. And he told me preemptively, he says, look, um... I flushed my cell phone. I'm like, oh, well, that's not good. I didn't want to ask any more questions after that. But he says, if you could possibly save my cell phone, that would be great. And I looked right at him, and I looked at my auger, and I said, there's no possible way that's going to happen. <laughs> it's no. going to become There's toast. not a little hand that has a mechanical hand, and you go up there and grab it and pull it back. No. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. So he's like, okay. And you could see that he was distressed and everything else. Oh, man, when I got done, I, there was... Thousands of little cell phone pieces. It just, there was no saving it. Another fun one is I went on this one uh, back a little while ago that I get to the customer's house and I said, you know, we've had this problem for probably 10 years. This toilet's never, never worked right. I'm like, well, do you consider replacing the toilet? Uh, but that obviously wasn't, they didn't want to discuss replacing the toilet. So I'm like, okay, well, let me take a look at everything. So I take a look at everything, and I end up pulling the toilet, flipping it upside down. And uh, I guess none of the plumbers that had had there before had the bright idea of actually pulling the toilet, which that would be my very next thing I would do if the auger didn't work. So um, 
I pull the toilet, I flip it upside down, and um, sure enough, in there, you know, those uh, uh, brushes that you clean the inside bowl with? Oh. Uh-huh. There was a brush lodged right there at the at the uh, at the end of the uh, the trap in the porcelain, just oh. lodged there, just sitting there. Right there. At so the every flange? time they flush something, it would get stuck on the bristles. Wow! Oh, right there at the flange at the floor yeah. and and toilet section. Yep, right there, just lodged. My, wow. And then, uh, so that that was a fun one. I got that one fixed. And uh, my fun, one of my other ones that I love going on is when the customer when I asked them, "Well, what were you doing?" They said, "Well, you know those toilet cleaners." They're disposable that you just oh. you, know, you release and it just goes down your toilet. Well, I used one of those and now my toilet's not working. I'm like, well, they're not disposable, even though they say they are. Um, <laughs> they're not disposable in the that, trash, not the toilet. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They you you release them into the trash, not into the toilet. Um, they're not disposable down the sewer. Uh, so he released it into his toilet and flushed his toilet, and obviously had a stoppage. So that was another fun one and then I explained to people that you do not release those into your toilet. They're not they don't they're not biodegradable. Well, that's like one I had when I was in the Air Force at base housing at my own base housing place. My son decided to flush Jaws down the toilet. Jaws. It was the shark. Remember when Jaws was the movie? Yeah. He had the toy. He flushed the shark. <laughs> he jumped the shark into the toilet. <laughs> and there's oh, man, dad. I bet, I, I bet those floaters were scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But uh, there's dad going down to the shop, oh, getting the auger God. out oh, and pulling old Jaws out. <laughs> That's amazing. Jeff, how can our listeners contact you? Uh, you can contact us direct on the phone, uh, which would be uh, uh, phone number is four eight zero three zero two ninety nine twenty eight or 602-413-5790. Either one of those phone numbers will reach our dispatchers. Um, we do have somebody that's available to answer the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. At night, you will get an emergency technician that will respond to your calls. And during the daytime, 8 to 5, you'll get a live dispatcher that will answer your calls. Um, or you can visit our website, which is LawsonFamilyPlumbing.com. Um, or you can also check us out on Yelp, which would be Lawson Family Plumbing um, after you're onto the Yelp browser. Or you can uh, check us out on the Better Business Bureau. You can also check us out on Google Places. Um, we're pretty much anywhere you look for a plumber, you will find us. So if you just type in the word Lawson, no matter where you are, you're going to find Lawson Family Plumbing. Oh, there you go. There you go. And, and, and you know, as as the commercials always said, because, you know, Jeff does all my plumbing work for all our remodeling work that we do, and Lawson is awesome. Thank you very much. There you go. All right. Jeff, thanks so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your time. Yep. No problem. Anytime. All right. Thank Jeff you. Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. Make sure if you've got a plumbing problem and you are in the Phoenix metro area, make sure you give Jeff a call. He will take good, good, good care of you. All right, we're going to take a short break. On the other side, we're going to get into some other things that we want to uh, get into today, you know, security scams. And we want to talk about these two homes that Dan and I went into. Um, Again, a bad case of flipping. It rears its ugly head again. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I wish I wish I could get some of these pictures posted on the website, and uh, because they are they are bad. 
They are bad. People who claim they can do work should they should they should just go away. Let's just say that. <laughs> Unbelievable. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. We'll be right back. Have you been looking for information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Saturdays from 8 to 10 on the Double Wide Network. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. If you've been thinking of replacing or upgrading those kitchen cabinets or appliances in your home, even though they're still in good shape, then I have a solution for you. Stardust Building Supplies is a 501c3 organization recycling such things as kitchen cabinets, toilets, doors, windows, tubs, and more. Remember, one man's trash is another woman's treasure. They have three convenient valley locations, 51st Avenue and Northern in Phoenix, Alma School and Broadway in Mesa, and 40th Street and Thunderbird in Phoenix. Net profits from Stardust stores support their Angels on Call program, which provides free home repairs to qualified low-income homeowners in the Phoenix metro area. Last year, Angels on Call helped over 100 homeowners with their necessary home repairs. Let's do our part for the green movement. Give Stardust Building Supplies a call today, 480-668-0566, or visit them on the web at stardustbuilding.org. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. And now, here's Steve. All right, we are back. Hour number two, Image Home Improvement Live, right here on the Double Wide Network. And uh, we want to thank, again, Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. Uh, came and uh, gave us, shared some of his experiences and just hope some of those things that uh, we spoke about you could uh, really you know take heed for and make sure that if you have anything the one thing that I also want to just before we get move on to our next topic I just want to let everybody know about because this is something that I see a lot in remodeling when we go in and we do kitchen and bathroom remodels one thing that happens is that a lot of times if you've never had a plumbing problem since you've moved into this house. The angle stops that shut the water off underneath your sink have never been moved or have been moved in an extremely amount a long time. And if they they are the older type and we go to shut them off to actually remove a countertop and faucet, they won't move. I mean, they're frozen. And if they're they're frozen frozen or snap right off. Yeah, and that's not going to be a good thing because if they don't, because if I give them a little nudge and they don't move, we stop <laughs> right there and then we look, say, you know, we got to go shut the water off. 
because there's a chance that these things could break and we don't want to have a flood. That's why home inspectors don't turn them and twist them. That's right. Because you'd be buying a lot of angle stops. Oh, well, yeah, and a lot more other things, too. So you've yeah. got to be careful. So you want to make sure that when we go in and we do a remodel, those angle stops get changed no matter what. Especially, if, especially unless, of course, the homeowner tells me that they've, and I could tell the newer kind from the old oh, kind, oh, yeah. and we'll know that the new kind is are fine because they haven't been on there that long. But some of these older ones that you've got to keep turning and turning and turning and turning before, and if they don't shut off, I mean, you know, everything has to stop because you can't disconnect the lines to actually pull the countertop. You know, the next worst type of angle stop to uh, you know, run into is the type that pops in and pops off. Oh. The off and on, the push in and push and pull out. Those are hazardous. I hate those. Those things, things and those <laughs> things in the builders. You know, yeah, the builders like those. They're really cheap. They're cheap. Actually, right. They're cheap. Just like that bird that flies away. Cheap, cheap, cheap. What? That's right. <laughs> exactly right. They're cheap. So you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. And it, like I said, if you haven't had them checked, or maybe you should go check them, and if they are the older kind, trust me, take time as soon as your first opportunity, Get call Jeff from Lawson Family Plumbing. He will come out, and he will change them. Just go through the house, have just, it all done, toilets, sinks. Yeah, everything that has a, has a water line going to it that has, a, has an angle stop next to it, t- get it changed. Because what will happen is it won't give you problems down the road. Go, Lord knows. if Because this is what happens. When floods go, when, when you, all of a sudden you get a leak and, and all of a sudden floods develop, First, the first thing you got to do, especially if a toilet overflows, Ew, and this black is water. easy, Nasty. toilet overflows or is is on the verge of overflowing. The first thing you you should probably do is go grab for that angle stop and turn it to try and shut the water off so that no more water enters the tank and fills fills Keeps the bowl. Filling, yeah, yeah. You don't want to have to keep filling. You'd rather just have it just stop, even if it's you know. In, in most homeowners don't have a plunger next door to. The toilet. They usually put it, most people that I've seen, they keep it in their garage. So right. if you stop it and get a, get a plunger and you go back and work it so that this way it'll drain automatically on itself. And then once you know the line, it's drained, the bowl's clean, you could turn the water back on. But if Carefully. You, carefully. <laughs> but if you turn that angle stop and it doesn't shut off, now what's the next thing you're going to do? You're gonna go be, out front. You're going to go running out front. Case in point, the second thing that you need to make sure is that the shutoff valve at the water where it comes into your house actually works because those know valves. Where it is. Yeah, first of all, know where it is. That's true because a lot of people they. Uh, I you, know where do you, it is. Do you call the city? No, you know you've got one. You got to know where it is because if you got to be able to know where to shut the water off at the house, and those older valves are a lot like the old angle stops where if they haven't been shut off. They'll be frozen, and now all of a sudden you're scrambling. And then the only other place to shut the water off is at the street. Yeah, you, you learn real quick the difference between gate valves and good valves. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> guess what? For every second that you had to leave from where the toilet was and try and find that, see if you could shut it off at the house, or I'll forget about it if you go to the street. Because by the time you have to go find a tool to shut it off at the street, You've got so much water in your bathroom and probably wherever else into it the flow, bedroom, into it's the bedroom, now creeping into the hallway. It's it's <laughs> like you, you're going to have a lot of damage. So it pays. Those valves don't cost a lot of money, 
and not and and actually changing them out while you're while you're there. There, it's not a big it's deal. It's cheaper than the it's water restoration deal. company. Exactly. And when we go in, when we go in, if we're going doing a demo, I always make sure we've got plenty of those new valves on hand because if we run up against this problem, all we do is just shut the water off. We pull the old valve off. Now, the old nut and ferrule are still on the pipe coming out of the wall, but we can remove the countertop, remove the vanity, get it all cleaned out, get the area cleaned out, put the new angle stops on just temporarily, just so that this way we could turn the water back on the house, and this way life could go on, and you won't have you won't have any issues. Steve, until- you used a term in there that may throw people off. A nut and ferrule is how it was spliced and or... Uh, reamed out to be able to fit the part and you have to cut that flat now and put the new stuff on that's right but now some of the old and we don't mean feral as in like feral cats we mean reamed out <laughs> or flared, will feral. Or it's called flared around the edge of the pipe flared. that has to be cut off and sometimes it's too short therefore you have to go into the wall and add to it because it was flared too deep that's right so you've got to be careful on what you do and how you do it i mean it's just no way to um, to avoid it, you just have to make sure that you take care of these things. But uh, let's and while and while and if you have uh, loss in there, have your hose bibs looked at because if you got the original hose bib from when the house was built, guess what? They flared it out and put that other hose bib on there. You cannot unscrew it off the wall. It's welded on. Exactly. So you have right. that done. Get that. Get, you know, be proactive. Get it done. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into a couple of other things we want to get into. One of the things that I want to touch base on, obviously, it, the registered contractors here in the state of Arizona actually does a great service for a lot of us. They actually send out press releases on some of the other things that they're actually uh, trying to warn people about. And obviously, the latest one that we just received uh, on Thursday was the news release that the ROC warns homeowners to watch out for home security scams. Now, obviously, there are, they are, and believe it or not, it, it's, you know, how we like, you know how the, uh, we always talk about, uh, for all of you NASCAR fans out there, we get to use NASCAR as Which a, is going on this a, weekend. That's right. NASCAR's, go, they're in Vegas this weekend. They're in Vegas this weekend. And, and next week... They'll be here in Phoenix. That's right. Because I have friends that are be, be driving the little carts around, taking people here and there so they don't drink alcohol and drive there, <laughs> here and there. Oh, they're designated drivers. <laughs> that, well, they, cart, drivers cart drivers on, on the grounds, yeah. Oh, well, that's always good. That's always good. You always need a designated car driver to get you back to your RV. Yeah. You there know? you go. But anyway, one of the things that we wanted to let everybody know about, we use, use that as an example. Teams travel from place to place. Okay, from they were in Tampa. I'm sorry, they were in Atlanta last week. They're going to Vegas. Okay, they travel around the country because they have races in different places. Well, guess what? There are teams of people, believe it or not, groups of contractors that travel from one state to another, whether it's good weather or bad weather, and they're trying to scam people in different states. And why do you think that? Why do you think they're in there? They travel around, Dan. Uh, so they don't get caught. So they don't get caught. Ding, 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 it's ding. Called Absolutely term, right. It's called term limits. They term want limit limits, many, right. They want to limit how long a term and, they and, spend in jail. And the one thing that they always <laughs> leave the state that they're in, they always leave. A mess. 
besides leaving a mess, but they always leave you with their taillight warranty. That's right. You know, that's absolutely. my favorite. You know, by the time they hit the end of the block, yeah, it's broken. Okay, <laughs> a couple of things we wanted we want to just let all listeners know about to make sure that you don't get scammed before we go to break. Okay. One of the first things is obviously should these are tips that you should do before hiring a contractor. Review the contractor's license record. You could do that by going to azroc.gov slash forms slash contractors search dot html. And what that is you actually and the the props will tell you there. It'll say, you know, locate or find a contractor by name or by contractor um, license number. And you could go back and see if they've had any complaints. And first, second of all, you can go back and see it. First of all, if they have a license, that's most important. Because sometimes and make sure the license number and the person are the same thing. Right. Because sometimes somebody steals steal a license. Them. Absolutely. Verify that the person is an authorized representative by the licensed contractor by calling the contractor's phone number listed on the ROC record. Because that goes according to what Dan said. Sometimes. As we saw on Catch a Contractor on Spike with our good friends Skip and Allison Bedell, some of those contractors actually were tried using their their boss's license number and contract work themselves Moonlight. and then pass them off as a contractor for that other company. So you've got to be careful with that. Yeah, they do some moonlighting and it does not it does not show up. No, well. it's it's not it's not a good thing. Make sure you ask for written estimates from at least three contractors. And a lot of people know that's one for, thing that most p- people know. They should go and ask for three th- for three contractors. You know, and then again, it's a question of the of going through the process of looking over those three contracts once they get, which is a topic for another day. I'm not going to get into it today. But those, at least make sure that you get three to make sure that at least, and to make sure they have apples with apples. Make sure they all all outline the same items. Uh, request a list of references and check them. Don't just ask for them and you think that you did your due diligence. Call them up to introduce yourself. Don't be bashful. If the worst comes to worst, somebody could tell you, well, I'm sorry, I don't have time. Or maybe they don't want to give a, com- a comment. Well, guess what? That's one less person that's actually going to be on the plus side of you hiring them. And not for any other reason that they just may not want to give you give that contractor a recommendation. So but but at least do your due diligence and ask for them and check them. Make sure that the project, the price, and the responsibility to obtain building permits and other relevant terms are spelled out in the written contract. Not that it just jumps up and bites you when the contractor gives you that and then all of a sudden he says, oh, by the way, you need a permit for this and it's not included in your contract. When we go out and we tell people that we're going to do a certain particular type of remodeling, if there's a permit required, we let them know. And now there's a the fee is based on the value of the project. So when I go in and I sit down and review the, the proposal with a customer, I can't tell them what the price on the permit will be because they have to go back. They have their special formula that they do when they review it at the city or the county, and then they give it to you. So that can't be included. But you never you you've got to make sure that they they let you know that you need a permit so it doesn't come back and be like a and big surprise and bite you later. Never pay in cash. Make sure you pay in checks payable to the licensed contractor. Not an individual. 
and not allowing payments to get ahead of work. Make sure that when you pay a contractor that he has outlined in his proposal the different plateaus that he must get to before he gets an installment payment. And that's so important because it, it's easy to turn around. And, you know, you may like the guy. You may say, well, can I get this because of this? And you may just feel sorry and you just say, okay, before you know it, the money's way ahead of the work being done. And then guess what happens? Again, a perfect example on one of the episodes of Catch a Contractor, the homeowner paid almost the entire amount of money and he only got maybe 25% of the work done. And that 25% wasn't even good. So make sure you take your time when you do that. Make sure that you does do you, don't it, give uh, him too much money up. Does front. your list uh, show um, resolution for customer changes? Absolutely. If you have changes, you need to make change orders. Right, and be clear on yeah. what happens for restocking fees right. and stuff like that when it comes to material. Right. And change orders, unlike the original contract. Most times change orders, when they're changed and they sign off on them, they need to be paid for in full. It's not like it goes where, you know, you get 25% now and 50% later. Change orders you get paid up front when they sign for it. They give you an installment check for the change order. So this way it stays current. doesn't get added on later. Uh, the other thing is, obviously, before we go to break, never make a hurried decision. Guess what? Because if you make a hurried decision, then all of a sudden later on, you know, if something happens, that hurried decision could come back again and bite you. That's right. So you've got to be careful. So make sure that when you have the, follow these guidelines. And if you ever have any problems or if you have something that you need uh, answered, you can always reach us here at the show uh, via email at steve at imagehomeimprovement.com. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into these two horrendous homes. I got to tell they you. They never stop giving. They never stop giving. And I got to tell you, information that you need to know if you are a flipper or if you've been flipped. Flip, Don't go if away. If you've been flipped off. <laughs> Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480 480- 503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Day Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. 
Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at doublewidenetwork.com. If you've been putting off those plumbing repairs at home, let me remind everyone, small problems not repaired usually become larger, more expensive problems later on. With Lawson Family Plumbing, there's no job too small or too large, and the work is done right the first time, every time. They can handle problems such as broken garbage disposals, leaky faucets, water heater repair and replacements, water softener installations, slab leak repairs, and much more. Lawson Family Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 480-302-9928, or find them on the web, LawsonFamilyPlumbing.com. Remember, Lawson is awesome. Have you been looking for information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Saturdays from 8 to 10 on the Double Wide Network. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be true. One, that we are living the hottest days of the summer. And two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, telling you that the pros at Quality Systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did. With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs. 480-945-2665 or visit them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Hi, this is Skip Bedell. And Allison Bedell from the Spike TV hit show, Catch a Contractor. We catch contractors that have left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects. And if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home Improvement Live. Every Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. How'd you sleep? Oh, I just, you know, I once my head hits the pillow, I don't hear anything. I slept like a rock. How about you? I didn't sleep good at all. Didn't uh, you hear that creaking all night? Creaking? What kind of creaking did you hear? Oh, it was awful. The house was creaking all night. I don't oh, believe you didn't hear it. The house was creaking? Oh my God. What was that? Was that what you heard last night? Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. Oh, great. Now what do we do? What do we do now? What do we do now? It just... 
I just bought those LED bulbs. <laughs> what those do I CFLs, do now? Oh, those CFLs, all that mercury in it? Oh, my God. Call Hazmat. Call Hazmat. <laughs> Call the attorney. That's right. Oh, we are welcome, everyone, back. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, and we are talking a little bit. We want to get into today uh, about the dangers of flipped homes, and everybody's wondering, like, what in the world is he talking about? Well, let me tell you something. They, we, you know, you've heard us in the past. If you've been a listener, regular listener to the show, we're talking about some of the things about flipped homes that are not too complimentary, shall we say, <laughs> to say the least. And Dan actually finds the worst <laughs> in flipped homes that you could imagine when he goes out and checks some of these out. And like he said, this house just keeps on giving and giving and giving when it comes to things that have gone bad or things that people have tried to make better and didn't know how, and then they went bad. And then they just didn't bother. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's and just, then try to put cock and paint and make what it ain't. It, that's right. <laughs> What's that old thing? You put lipstick on a pig, pig but it's yeah. still a pig? It's well, still going to squeal. <laughs> yeah, it's still going to squeal. So got to make sure that you get into that. But Dan... Let's get into some of these things that you discovered when you went to look at this house, because they are, obviously, they are uh, the home that keeps on giving. Oh, like this one um, for a client this week, um, I didn't even get in the front door, and and uh, we could see through the garage window that the ceiling had caved in on the garage itself. The whole garage ceiling had just dropped. Now, was this... a, a this is an a resale. old one, an old one, or one that this somebody was, tried to put up. This and was this a, new. This was a '70s build. Oh, okay. Well, that says a lot. Yeah, and uh, just you can see through the garage window, going, "Uh oh," you know, <laughs> you can't even get to the front door, and you're finding things. It's not going to go well. No, not going to go well at all. So what happens? What happened? What did you find when you actually went in? You once started I actually your got to work. <laughs> yeah, when you actually you know waded your way through the drywall. Well, after I called the uh, listing agent saying, Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) And then I went on and turned around, and in that same garage, the water heater had no TPR. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Did the realtor not know how bad this home was damaged? No. You got to be kidding. It's sad. So they just took the listing. Wouldn't you think before somebody would Uh, go out? I mean, obviously you needed to go out and and inspect it, but wouldn't you think that the realtor would go out and at least look at the house? I cannot speak for the realtor and how they do their business. I just, you know. Okay, it's just go figure. Well, I could sure tell you one thing. It's probably definitely not one of the homes that our good friend Chris Anderson would look at. No. No. But (laughs) it's uh, not going to happen. I couldn't even turn around in the garage and there's the water heater sitting on the floor. The floor? The floor with no protection, no safety ballard, not 18 inches up off the floor, no TPR uh, line to discharge outside, no catch pan to discharge outside. <laughs> so somebody just and hooked then, it up. And then the, uh, the flu for the water heater was disconnected, pumping all the CO back into the place. It just got better and better. I got, I got to tell you, I mean, it sounds like it, my lord. But uh, and then there was no high low vents to vent any CO out of the uh, out of the area. 
Yes, we had this big attic hole now, but <laughs> we didn't have any. You could vent out through the garage where the drywall collapsed. That's right. Well, you know, come on. Well, now. there's your, you know, the, there's your problem. <laughs> but then, you know, going along through the inspection, I uh, walk out back and the pool is tilted by over an inch and a half from one end to the other. What do you mean it's tilted? It it drops. It drops the pool. In, so the interior actually, it's settled. Has settled. Well, that's not. That's how not well, well, this is 1970s. It's, yeah, this it's is, an old pool. This wasn't one of those fiberglass inserts, was no, it? No, it was not. It was a regular pool, and it had dry, It had settled. And then all the tile around, the, a lot of the tile around the edges, it popped off. And let's see. Oh, by the way, there was, for the pool, uh, pool motor section, we had a motor laying on the ground, still hooked up with the wires. Well, wait a minute. Now, how old... <laughs> How old is, you said the house was built in the 70s. When was the last time somebody lived in this house? Uh, probably less than 18 months. No, just kidding. <laughs> probably less than 18 months. Really? Yeah. So it was. It must have been a bank foreclosure. I, I, have, I have no idea. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't go there. I just look at the properties and just run them as I see them. Oh, well, you know, it, it gets, you could see that there's a lot of issues with this house. Now, you showed me some pictures earlier about from the attic. Tell our listeners a little bit about from the top down. From the top down, what we you had found some, up in the attic. Well, actually, it has to start up on the roof because the shingling was shot. It had shoddy repair jobs. Uh, in other words, when they repaired the shingles, they turned them. They they put them on upside down. So when the water comes down the roof, it goes under the shingle and into the attic. They put them backwards. Bass backwards. <laughs> Gee, I just, you know. And then there was an area I, where there I used to be an EVAP cooler. That wait, 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 wait. You know, I have to say something because that, that, just, that just, I can't tell you how much I thank people that try and do work like that because for me, I have job security. That's right. When they do stuff like that, it's amazing. Well, be, then along the roof, now we're still, you know, we're still just talking things. Just, this is, um, just, we're just cruising along and my camera's going crazy. I found one of the sewer vents. Had been stomped down into the attic. That's that one picture I showed you, where you know there's that ring with all sorts of mastic around it. That was the sewer vent, and it had been cut off and stomped down, so it would be in the way when they were doing something on the roof. Uh, it's just amazing. And it got better once I got into the attic. I had take your pick of six types of damaged trusses: split, rotted, termite eaten, split and rotted. Um, Missing, flat out, no webs at all. And then there was one that had looked like some somebody had sawed sawed three of them out. They sawed three of them out? Yeah, to put something in the attic. Maybe, was it near where the AC unit was? It was over by the AC, so they, they were might probably, have, They might have sectioned it out because they couldn't get the new unit in. No, there was no unit in the attic. Well, maybe, well, you know, who knows? <laughs> that's that mystery thing. Who knows? But you see, that's one of the things that, you know, we've got, I mean, Dan has found <laughs> a lot of these broken trusses up in the attic, and then people try and fix them, you know, Themselves. not oh, like and, they're and, supposed to be and fixed. Improper, and one more, improperly repaired broken truss right there at the attic entrance. I couldn't even get up in the attic, and I had a broken truss right there at the attic entrance, well, not I, repaired right, didn't have two pieces of wood, had, had one... Two, a, a two-foot piece of wood right there to try to fix the web. Web, it didn't go the full length and sandwich on both sides. And they used nails, and they used so many nails, it turned it into Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, these it's and, just sad. and again, see, this is the thing that when if you are uh, someone who's thinking of buying a home and flipping it, okay. Yes, I I understand the whole concept. You don't want to spend more than you have to to fix certain things. But on the other hand, you just can't get anybody to go and fix a truss, or you can't yeah. get anybody to do something else that is is more of a structural nature that needs to be done a specific way. Because those these people that you get to go do that, they may even have trouble painting, and painting is just so simple when you think about it. It's it, well, like for me, I don't mind painting because it's like therapy because it's nothing to think about. It's you just go in, you paint as long as you know what you're doing. You've seen somebody paint. Usually, can if you've never painted stay within before, the lines and the tape. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if, if you may not have a steady hand to do cut-ins at the ceiling, it's like people get amazed when I go when I go do cut-ins and stuff on the ceiling. It's up there. Well, why didn't you blue tape it? Because I don't have to. Because my hand is steady enough, even after all these years. That uh, we we could because our experience is cutting in lines, we could do that and they look fine. And then we're not done with the attic yet, Steve. Okay, we have set many many yards of wet insulation, fresh wet insulation from our last rain. We then have uh, at least a third, or actually almost yeah, more than a third of the roof deck is completely black rotted. Right. Now, out. that was the picture that you, Dan had showed me earlier. And if you are up in the attic and say you've never had any leaks so far in your home, and this could be your home that you're living in, not just to say that it's a flipped home, that, and if you start seeing water stains on the underside of your plywood, because, uh, you know, I always, I'm always get on my soapbox and talk about, you know, why didn't they put insulation up on the underside of the roof? But in this case, it actually, becomes a benefit and it's it's a blessing that they didn't put the insulation up on the other side of the roof because then when you see leaks like this you could spot them more readily and like if people say well i got a leak well you know if you go up in your attic you, you see water traces of water on the wood where the the water came in and maybe you know found its way through the insulation and now it's on top of your drywall i i had water leaks active water leaks in so many places, in every every aspect of every room in the house, it was amazing. And uh, let's see, and how what? old do you think the roof was? The original roof deck, yes. Which, no, oh, the deck was from the original. But I yes. mean, how old do you think the shingles were? Maybe fifteen, sixteen years old. About yeah. half. You know, and that's about that's about you know usually you know depending on when they put it on. You know, they might have had a 20-year shingle because I don't think probably back then they may not have had. I could that, be wrong. That was, that was the, the really thick old asphalt shingle that they had up there. You know, they don't do it that thick anymore. No, and those things are those things are those things are like ancient. Yeah. yeah, those things. And but there was could, no granulation on them. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they're, they're, they're gone. But, you know, it's amazing that, uh, you know, the one picture that you showed me, like you said, where the shingles were reversed, that must have been where they had a lot of water come down. And from the air conditioning unit, I, from the air conditioning unit, drain off the roof, and that was probably the most worn. So they decided, well, let's just put put that uh, put new shingles down. Oh, and here's here's another neat one. I have, and you you can see it here in the studio. See that little blue box and the splices? It oh was, yeah, it was full of water. No way, <laughs> way. Really? Yeah, splash, splash. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, you know, what it, it, when these things happen and they, it, 
mother, mother, I always say Mother Nature has a way of always helping the economy. That's right. And especially on a home like this that has been totally, totally neglected. And, oh, yeah. And when you find stuff like that, you know, people have to understand, even in a flipped home, that they're going to have to spend probably a lot more money than they thought of just to get it to back to where it's passable safe. and yeah. safe. And now, I'm just talking health and safety things here. And we have, you know, many, many rotted trusses, uh, trusses that have been eaten out because the termites were so prevalent. When the termite guy was there, he uh, he just looked at me and he says, "This," he says, "How did this not, you know?" He was he was just a he was just uh, you know like he said, I, know, "I know this gentleman. He's been in the business a long time." He says, "This one's a doozy." <laughs> yeah, one, well, because I mean, when you've got termite tubes all the way to the center of the house sticking out through the ceiling, been painted over, and then through the and came through the fresh paint, there's issues. There's issues. There's issues there, obviously. And they, like I said earlier, they have to be. If, if sometimes you can't cover up everything with paint because if there's termites, you're still active. They're going to find their way through, and they're going to start leaving tracks on top of the the new paint. That's right. They're going to bust right out. Yeah, absolutely. And basically, from what I'm hearing Dan say, Palaverde Bob is making enough money off of stupid people already. <laughs> Don't be one of them. Call a certified professional. That's, that's right, right. That's right. Palaverde Bob. That was great. That was that was a, that that's was great. Perfect. Yeah, because and that's exactly what happens. Because uh, uh, somebody who wants to flip the home and get rid of it will call somebody like Palaverde Bob. Yeah, and he's just like, oh yeah, sure, I could do this. And meanwhile, Ooh. you know, it's just like Bob. You know, but he's just there, and he's well. I can do all these things. The only problem is that he can't do all these things well. That's yeah. that's the problem. Cock with doesn't cock doesn't cover everything. Yeah, no. The other part that he uses is duct tape. <laughs> duct tape, you know. So you got to be you got you got to be careful when you find these things. And please, if you are somebody who's going to be flipping your home, make sure that. It's someone that you can trust. And yeah. we've gone in, did a lot of work where a lot of for realtors and investors to actually go back and we sit down and they say, Okay, I got this much budget. They go through a report like Dan would do and they say, Okay, well what what needs to be fixed on Dan's report to make this house sellable again? And then you list them out and then you figure out exactly what's needed and you got so much budget. Now if you've got conflicts, you might have to make a couple of choices. But or at least don't don't try and do everything if you don't have enough money because then what happens is all the aspects suffer, yep. and you're gonna and the realtor's gonna go out there and remember something else too, the realtor's gonna put their professional uh, opinion and experience on the line when they go to market this house. Okay, think about this: if you go into a house that has all these defects that were supposedly you know, done by somebody who wasn't professional or didn't know exactly what to do, okay? Guess what It's what that house is going to do. If somebody comes in and looks at that house, guess what they're going to think of the realtor? Yeah. The realtor's going to have such a, again, they're gonna like have, I say, image is everything. And they're they going to have image they issues. They are sure going to have bad image issues because of this house. So you've got to make sure if you're going to do it, you want to sell it. If you want to get into this type of stuff, well, then, you know, You've got to make sure you get it done right. Suck it up, sunshine, you know, and do the real thing. You know, and then <laughs> you know, and a lot of things too. You know, you know, this whole flipping thing is something that we're going to get into here in, in the next coming weeks. We're going to have one of our good friends from uh, 
Lou Amoroso from Property Bro- uh, Property Wars. Excuse me, Property Wars is going to be joining us. Uh, Lou's going to be here. Yeah, Lou will oh, be here. Right. We're going to be talking to Lou a little bit. He's got some great stories and some great information about. You know that flipping the houses sometimes is not what it's all cracked up to be, and you need to know what you're talking about. So, and and again, to try and help the average listener and investor not to get scammed. Yeah. So we're going to be talking with that, but uh, yeah, because as an investor, I can imagine when they start peeling back the wallpaper, all the things that come crawling out. Oh my God! Peeling <laughs> wallpaper and everything else is just—it's just—it's. It, it's just job security. And hissing cockroaches and the whole bit. You know, there's just so much to be able to find. And that's one thing, too. You've got to be careful, too. You know, when you go into these homes that have been sitting for quite a long time, depending on where they're located, you never know what kind of things could be, you know, uh, slithering into your home. Oh, like I had out there in that one inspection, open the door and hith, hith. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't know. That's why I'm saying that's one thing somebody ta- taught me and told me about when I first moved to Arizona. Walk loudly. You, you don't ever, ever, ever reach into areas that you can't see. Yep. With with bare hands because you don't know if it's there, if it's a termite, if it's a snake, if it's something else that you know you, you don't know. There's a lot of things that will bite back. Yeah, exactly. And especially, it's not that they're trying to you you know you're trying to be nice or anything. You're just trying to find out what's wrong. And then yeah. lo and behold, this might be a nice little haven for some of those creepy crawly things. Yeah, like. Uh Brown recluse that I got bit by one time. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, that might not must not. That have been was fun. not pretty. No, no. And that's another thing. Springtime's coming, so we're going to be getting into talking about a little bit about things that pest control, us. things that bug us, and things that bug us. But right now, uh, we're, <laughs> we're going to get the big hooks coming, so we better go to break. <laughs> and on the other side, we're going to wrap things up with a little more uh, story about this other home that I actually I had to go see. Down in the historical district, down in Phoenix, I got to tell you, some of these things, amazing what happens when a bad contractor gets a hold of an historical home and screws it up. So don't go away. We'll be right back. If your garage door is acting up, maybe needing an adjustment or just a new door opener, A Better Look Garage Door Company. It's not just a name. A Better Look Garage Door is a promise. When it's time to give your garage door a better look, make your next call to A Better Look Garage Door Company. 602-743-4028. Don't wait. Call the owner, Tom, right now. 602-743-4028. A Better Look Garage Door Company is a veteran-owned family business serving the Phoenix area. A Better Look Garage Door Company. You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. 
the Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at doublewidenetwork.com. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. Well, good morning, sleepyhead. It's about time you woke up. I made you some coffee. You know... You've got a lot of honeydew items to do today. What do you mean? Like, what kind of items? Oh, come on. There's the garage door to fix, the leaky faucet that's been dripping all night, and that sticky front door you've been promising me to fix for over three years. I don't know if I can get all those things done today before the big game. Oh, ho, ho, ho. don't forget you promised to do some things for Nana, too. Didn't he, Nana? Your husband is dangerous with tools. The last time he tried to fix something, I had to go buy a new one. He needs to listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live. S-O-S-P, someone help me. It's not healthy. All right, we are back, and you are tuned in to Image Home Improvement Live, and we are talking about the dangers of flipped homes. That's right. And then one thing that I'm sure, Dan, that you, you know, if, if you had the uh, the owner of that house that you were just describing, you know, I bet you would have asked them this. You didn't build that. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, no, he had somebody come. He had the landscaper come in and try and fix his truss. Why didn't he even have a look in the attic and see what other issues there were and have somebody that would be honest with him about what the state the roof was in? I mean, when you can't walk in certain sections of the roof as someone that's looking and has walked many, many roofs, it's just, what are they thinking? You know, you know why? You know why? You want the truth? You want the truth? You can handle the truth. Because they couldn't handle the truth because they maybe they made a bad investment when they bought this flipped home and now they're having buyer's remorse. Well, that didn't fall within the guidelines of what they had to spend. Exactly. I mean, my God. Gee whiz. Come on. That's just uh, goes without saying. All right. Let's talk a little bit before we wrap up the show. I want to let our listeners know about all right, historical homes, especially here in Arizona, are uh, there are a lot of different things you need to follow some of the guidelines of repair work and alterations and remodeling you can only do certain things with it because obviously it is a a protected when you say it's like a protected home that has to re- maintain the integrity of what the home looks like so any repairs any remodeling still has to reflect the same design that the original home was. That's right. And we had gone down, actually had a call um, about two weeks ago from a, a homeowner who actually had somebody come in and do some work at their home. And again, someone who you know, didn't follow those guidelines, didn't know what they were doing, as, uh, you know, as the, we used to say, followed some shoddy work, obviously, <laughs> and w- went down and saw some of these things, and they had... They had put a roof on. Actually, they the only only good thing about 
what this contractor did for this homeowner was that they, they did get a permit. They got a permit for the main thing that they added to their home. The minor thing that they added to the home wasn't on the permit. So when they had the homeowner had all these issues and the ROC came out, guess what? They checked what was permitted, what not, and he's got about a 10 by 15 patio that he added on just because he wanted to surprise them and add it on, and it wasn't on the permit. I'd love to surprise people too. But you've got to be within the parameters of what code enforcement for the city wants. Exactly. So now we found we found a lot of different things. First of all, the entire roof that this guy put on was completely bad. Now, an older home here in the uh, state of Arizona, in Phoenix, that is a historical home, has tongue and groove slat wood sheeting on the top of the house. It's right. not like four by eight yeah, sheeting it's, it's, that it's, you use now. It's tongue and groove. It's decking, yeah. It's decking. So what they did was they put the roof on, and not only were they not too careful on the eaves when they nailed the shingles down so you could see splintering underneath, oh, underneath no. on the eaves, but there's issues up above where proper flashing wasn't done around the uh, air conditioning. And this particular house had a swamp cooler, too. And for all oh. our listeners outside of Arizona, swamp cooler, what is that? That's another way to keep your house cool, especially here in the desert. That was created a long time ago before air conditioning became prevalent. Yep, the water injection port. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> so what happened was she had leaks, and the home was done in... Uh, plaster. Yeah. So the house had the house had water. Now you think about it, had leaks in the roof, and it takes a lot of water to, to come through, through plaster, to yeah. get through plaster. I mean, a lot more than you'd think than drywall would. And plus, the plaster is usually a little thicker than drywall was. So um, it's it's just a whole different animal. So they had issues with that. So when we're going to go in in there and actually start. Uh, doing our own, like as we like to say, forensics demo work here probably in the beginning of April. We're going to tear off the roof and see how much of this tongue and groove is actually damaged and actually go start the rebuilding process. There are going to be a lot and a lot of uh, tongue and groove pieces that are going to have to be changed because not just from damage from water, but damage from the previous contractor who Did went in there. Did he staple or, or nail? They were nails. Because a lot of times they'll be so staple happy that they'll just turn that that roof deck into well, they got to be Swiss careful cheese. when they do. They just blow it right through. The other thing too is you know the, these homes have open rafter tails, so there's no fascia right. board on this. So you've got to remember too that if it, it, one of the things that they did, they put some in the new addition that they put. They had a main house which was about 1,300 square feet, and they had a little guest house, and in the middle, which was about maybe oh. I'd say maybe 25 feet to 30 feet long connection point between. It was almost like an overhang. A breezeway? Well, it's almost like they. it was part of a driveway, and they covered it up so you could park underneath it, so at least it'd be like a big carport almost, hmm. but coming in from perpendicularly, not long ways. You can't get that approved. No. You can't well, connect. They, you know? they got them approved. It was permitted, and everything was approved in the design that they had. However... What happened was the rafter tail. You know what? You know, a lot of times you buy lumber yep. from from wherever Home Depot, Lowe's, or whatever your your choice of lumber yard is. The ends are not sometimes clean, and meaning that there are s splits on the end that you've just got to cut off, and 
start with a clean end. Well, some of these things had didn't have clean ends. So naturally, when the ROC came through, they're looking at all this stuff. They're looking at twisted rafters. They're looking at split ends. Uh, it's just you know a poor quality installation of what they did. So we're going to have to go back and, and, and just start from scratch and start over. And not to mention that, like you get in, like I said, you get into the house. They've got issues with the plaster. The plaster's actually sagging in the in in two of the rooms. So we're going to have to t- probably tear all that out and get it replastered because you can't you, you can't effectively go back in and put drywall in no. and make it and then try and blend it together. I mean, you could, but I mean, we want to try and maintain the integ- integrity of the home in the way it was originally designed. And it's hard to find a good plaster. Exactly right. So we've got to we've got to do all that. But uh, we want to remind all our listeners: make sure you mark your calendar again, March twenty eighth, twenty ninth, the Scottsdale Home and Travel Show over at Westworld in Scottsdale, right off my favorite freeway, the one hundred and one. <laughs> I always find myself stuck in traffic every 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 night coming back. The We're tail the end of the Pima Punisher. Yeah, yeah, the tail of the Pima Punisher. That's what they call it. Uh, uh, but it's going to be a great, great show. We're actually going to be the, do the show live on Saturday, March 28th. And uh, the hours of the show, uh, Saturday 10 to 5 and Sunday 10 to 4. So make sure you come out. We're actually going to be the whole Double Wide Network crew. Uh, our good friend Ed Vanderlee will be with us. He'll be manning the ship on our live broadcast you mean I get to harass Ed? And you get to harass Ed. Oh boy, Mike's oh going to actually take the day off. <laughs> or Mike's going to be in studio maybe. I don't That's know. That's right. He's going to make sure everything pet, everything works the way it's supposed to. Mike will maintain maintain the uh, order the, of- the, the station <laughs> while Ed's out uh, doing, doing the uh, grunt work out in the field. That's right. But anyway, so make sure you check that out. And again, and putting the dump button on me. Yeah, putting the dump <laughs> button on Dan. Make sure he never, I tell him, don't ever forget the dump button. And don't forget, uh, a lot of new things coming down the pike here and some great new sponsors. We're going to be making some announcements next week for the show. And obviously, it's going to be able to help help you, the homeowner. And make sure, again, if you are a Star Trek fan, make sure you check out Music Star uh, Worldwide on the Double White Network and check out, look for that Something's 80 show and click on... Uh, Click on the icon where our good friend Ed Vanderlee is, and you'll be able to find our special that uh, Ed and I did, uh, tribute to Leonard Nimoy. So make sure you check that out. And we want to thank our guest again, Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. Dan, thank you so much. And if you need a home inspection or you need your flipped home checked and you want to have somebody come out and tell you the truth, Dan, how can they contact you? Uh, just give me a call at 602-561-7272 or just go to the website at www.decbuildinginspection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. And then once he gets done, I can come out and take care of that work for you. Image Home Improvement, 623-580-0901. Find us on the web at imagehomeimprovement.com. And remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, Resistance. Is futile. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. You're a great American. I love you.